Continuing with our Women's History Month 2020 series here on The Workplace, today's program title is Mother Works. Mother Works is an exhibition of photographs featuring women who are professionals or working women as well as mothers. The exhibition is by Fiona Freund, photographer and co-founder of Mother Works and Mothers of Invention. Motherworks is currently on display at Brixton Library until the 4th of April, 2020. Visit net. That is we, W-E-A-R-E-M-O-I dot net for more information. I joined Fiona on site at the exhibition to talk about Motherworks. Fiona, welcome to the workplace. Tell us about yourself. My name's Fiona Freund. I live in Brixton with two boys. Uh, I've been a freelance photographer for over 20 years now. And I've got two exhibitions and a book and an awful lot going on at the moment. All right. So you say you're a photographer, but um, that's quite um, being quite modest. Uh, give us like your a background as to your professional career as a photographer. Uh, I should probably admit first that both my parents were freelance photographers. So I grew up surrounded by conversations about colour balance and, uh, and processing and whether things were in focus or not. Um, I resisted. I did a bit of stand-up comedy. I did some busking, but eventually I just kind of had to give in to the urge and pick up a camera myself. Um, worked a lot editorially to start with. Um, I worked for a fantastic magazine called Blow Magazine that one or two people saw in the 80s. It was all photocopied on one side and then bound together with plastic. Uh, but we did some fantastically fun, radical things and outrageously took the mickey out of Vogue and advert, you know, professional advertisements and that kind of thing. And I was really lucky to start there because they basically let me do whatever I wanted, whatever mad, crazy idea I had. I, um, I photographed the wonderful Lee Barry in a wonder bra, imitating the Hello Boys Gossard push-up bra advert, which was really fantastic. So it was sort of meant I was given confidence in my own ideas, even if they were a bit um, out there. I then managed to start working regularly for The Guardian Weekend magazine and Observer Life magazine, which was amazing. I got to travel, photograph telescopes in, in Chile. I got to photograph Concorde. I got to fly on Concorde. When people ask me uh, the most famous person I've ever photographed, and I always have to say it's Concorde, really. <laughs> Concorde is not a person. No, but it's more famous, really, than any person, and far more glamorous. But I did get to photograph some quite exciting people, Daniel Craig and Gemma Arterton and some lovely actors and actresses. I also got to do some wonderful fashion shoots for the Weekend Guardian um, that were a little unusual. We, we had George Melly, the jazz performer, as a model. Not your archetypal model shape or age, really, but he was quite fantastic, and we mixed him a cocktail to go with every outfit that he wore, and he drank all of them, but managed to contain himself to get to the end of the shoot, which was fantastic. We did a, um, a fashion shoot with Joe Guest, who was a page three stunner at the time. We just tried to do fashion shoots with things that weren't very fashion. We did a whole fashion shoot with a pregnant model, heavily pregnant model without actually mentioning that she was pregnant or getting any maternity clothes in um, so it's always been about trying to break the rules and trying to make people laugh a little bit um, and trying to do the unexpected tell us what you're going to talk to us about today 
So the project that I've been working on for the last two and a bit years uh, is called Motherworks and it celebrates the bizarre duality of the life of working mums. Most working women feel that they are expected to do their job as if they don't have a family and to raise their children as if they don't have a job. We struggle to manage to do both and a lot of hurdles are put in our way. A lot of employers simply do not want to hear about out-of-work commitments and in my own small way and my photographic collection I want to break down some of these stereotypes and and try and break up this assumption that the only way to get a woman get the best out of a woman professionally is to deny her all contact or any acknowledgement that she might actually have a whole other full-time job she's trying to do at the same time. Right, right. So I'm really looking forward to this discussion because, I mean, since I was like under 10 years old, I just couldn't understand why things are set up in the way that they have been set up and why do we keep perpetuating this. Okay, so you say you want to break down some stereotypes. So the objective of the exhibition really is to challenge the way people think or just to encourage people to start to think or what exactly would you say? Um, I think in part uh, all the images in some way or another are a combination of a woman's professional role and professional life and her life as a carer so whether you've got a midwife in her full midwifery um, uh, yeah. They call those clothes they wear in hospital nurses wear. Kind of, they look a bit like pajamas. We'll call them pajamas. And she's got her stethoscope, and she has a rather fabulous knitted breast that she uses to teach women about breastfeeding. But she's in her kitchen with her two children. So I try and bring the two worlds together into one image, and the contrast between how a woman has to conduct herself and how she's expected to be professionally with what she has to manage as a mum. I know plenty of mothers who uh, have to try and conduct a professional conference call while strapping a screaming toddler into a buggy to get them down to the park, only to sit in a playground furiously sending emails to clients while swinging a swing. It's, it's miraculous what, what mums are, are managing to do. I mean, everyone's talking about how ridiculous the workload is that most people are expected to manage. And, and all the time that the women who are raising kids are managing that massive workload, they're also having half an eye on their phone, knowing that their child may at any moment fall ill or break a finger or even worse at school. And then they suddenly have to be, be caretaker. They have to be there and be responsible. So it's you're kind of being two people all the time. And why is that pressure expectation only placed on the women? This is this is this is my eternal grouse. Can you explain this to me? Well we employers seem to labour under a misapprehension that once a woman becomes a mother she can't possibly put enough effort or concentrate enough or be a, a, a fully functioning, contributing member of the workforce. Somehow she's going to let it slip. She's going to, because she's thinking about her children, what they don't seem to understand, there is an old adage that says, if you want to get something done, ask a busy woman. And I challenge you to find a woman who won't tell you that the more they're doing, the more they can do. Because we have this sort of incredible, limitless ability to multitask and do about six different things at once. And of course, once you have children, you grow another pair of eyes in the back of your head. So you know what they're doing, even if you're not looking at them. We can do all these things and we do them brilliantly. And a lot of mothers, you talk to them and they talk about how that suddenly they have this extra skill set that they didn't have before of being able to multitask, of being able to negotiate incredibly well. One of the... Um, 
inspirations of the exhibition is MP Sarah Olney. I watched her International Women's Day speech for uh, 2017 and she talked about the previous day where she'd achieved three things. She got her daughter to put her coat on, she got her son to clean his teeth and she addressed the Prime Minister about the financial crisis in education. And for Sarah Olney MP, her greatest achievement was getting her son to brush his teeth. And that really was a light bulb moment for me, that women's achievements are really only measured in the sense of what they can achieve in a world that is very patriarchal and is judged by being impressive, doing the big job, bringing in the big client. And the fact that actually she'd spent the last three weeks trying to get her son to brush his teeth and was at breaking point with this repeating conversation and finally he did it and she had that win and that for her meant much more than speaking to the Prime Minister and it was on Hansard and on the BBC and so on and so forth. So that really was a very big moment and I've since then talked to lots of mums about these things and I really don't care if you're a UN negotiator, you get a coat on a three-year-old that really doesn't want to put their coat on, there isn't anything much harder in the world. As far as negotiating goes. Well, that's a point, and I take that point, but the difficulty I have with this, the, the typical way in which this debate is approached is that all of the responsibility for child caring and child rearing is put on women. And I really believe like, the solution to this is sharing some of that responsibility with men. Why is it that men, they also are responsible, they have given life as well. How come none of this pressure is put on them? I think actually there are some amazing dads and there are some some dads who are the primary carer and also holding down a job and they are doing incredibly well. There is a slight difference. There is an attitude in the workplace if dad leaves early to go and pick his kids up from school he gets a pat on the back he gets told great look you know he's doing some some fantastic fathering as well as his profession how how impressive is that if mum has to leave work early to go and pick the kids up from school there's a sharp intake of breath and a lot of eye rolling and well you see that's what happens when you employ women it's just the same old unfair playing field that affects us across the board I've just decided to focus on mothers because I am one and I can see the issues up close and personal but I think women are always you know we always get the the end of the stick really don't we in these decision making when decision making is being done in anywhere that is patriarchal which let's face it is most places then we come off worse Um, I think also in actual fact the real reason why Uh, women are are, are struggling with the kind of work-life balance and this actually affects women who don't have children is actually it's the workload it's the pressure that is put on people both men and women to work incredibly long hours to produce every client it has to be bigger and better the deck has to have more pages and it has to be shinier and all singing and all dancing and it just means that this enormous pressure is put on everyone to produce this massive amount of work and people need to project their inability to do that and parent on someone. So basically what I think is happening quite often is dads are also feeling really bad that they can't be in two places at once. They can't be the father that they want to be and the professional they feel they need to be. And their only, their only way of escaping that guilt is to say, it's okay because she's doing the caring because women are the ones that really can take on this responsibility to free us up to take on this huge workload. And actually that means that not only mothers are being given the disservice of 
being seen as being a dual a dual character, which means they, they can't possibly function as well in the workplace because they're doing this other job. Actually, women who don't have children are regarded as not as competent and not getting the promotion opportunities and not getting to succeed because they are also seen as something other, that they do something other than. They can't possibly just be committed to the workplace in the same way men can. And I feel that an awful lot of it is to do with workload and the fact that we are working longer and longer hours, are expected to do more and more, under more and more pressure. Productivity is going down, hours are going up. And I think until we get to the root of that, we're not going to solve the problem. I think if hours get shorter, flexible working is introduced for everyone and understood as being a benefit for productivity and for making money and not just seen as a bit of a skive, then actually mother's situations will improve, but everyone's situations will improve. It isn't about getting a better deal for mums, it's about getting a better deal for everyone, but that will particularly benefit parents and in the long run, children and the next generation. And surely it's got to be a good idea. And I'm encouraged because I know millennials are taking this seriously and that whole generation and those coming after them, they really are insisting on equality and fathers want to be more involved and so on, as they well should. Let's move on now to give us just a brief uh, visual of the exhibition, how many pieces there are and so on. Uh, I've photographed over 50 mums now. I can't quite believe it. We really have got a fantastic uh, selection from uh, farmers to CEOs, cleaners, actresses, actors. Um, I've been really amazed by the response. So many women have been uh, really keen to to be photographed, to share their stories in an incredibly personal way. Gina Miller is uh, an extraordinary woman who I admire enormously and I was really astounded when she said yes to be photographed. And then I discovered that she wanted to be photographed with her grown-up daughter who has learning difficulties. She also has two much smaller children but fairly understandably doesn't want them in photographs after the level of abuse and the things she's had to deal with I, I completely understood that but I just found it extraordinary that someone can achieve what she's achieved put themselves out there to the degree that she has fought for good and for fairness in the way that she's done while raising a grown-up daughter and two tiny children and the grown-up daughter has some learning difficulties as well just just an added extra layer of complication onto the whole thing what was the process like how did you decide who you wanted to did you just send out a random email to a thousand women and they you know what was the process I've got to be I've got to be honest I started with my crew I live in Brixton so I know lots of mums in Brixton I've been going to drop-ins and mother and baby groups and sure start um, and I'm lucky enough being freelance to be able to build up a network of mums that um, I can phone at the drop of a hat to go can you pick him up from school I've suddenly got a shoot and uh, other mums have been able to do the same for me so there's a fantastic group here so I turned to them to start with really um, and fortunately they were all generous enough to say yes and they're a wonderful selection of extraordinary women doing all sorts of amazingly different uh, things so that that gave me a fantastic start and a lot of it is word of mouth a lot of women and mothers would then say to me oh you've got to you've got to shoot my friend or you've got to meet this so give us a visual of the current exhibition here at Brixton Library so the Brixton Library exhibition I've particularly focused on mums from Brixton in part because that's where I started and the very first Motherworks exhibition was for International Women's Day 2018 and we hosted it in the 
very sadly lamented Brixton Pound Cafe, which was a wonderful place that some of your listeners may have even visited. Um, so sort of bringing it home to Brixton again, I really wanted to feature the Brixton mums. Uh, and then we've got a few other mothers that I, I, I felt were really important to share their stories. There's a, a mum, of a, a, her daughter has multiple sclerosis, so she has a really, really difficult job. And some of the more well-known mums and just one of my favourite funny stories about dealing with World Book Day, which actually happened uh, last week, where mothers are suddenly told by their children at seven o'clock in the morning that they have to have a costume from a book to wear to school. And of course, we did, forgot that it was World Book Day, so we all run around in a panic trying to sort something out. So visually, the pictures are, they're big, they're A1, they're very colourful, they're very busy, there's a lot of stuff going on, there's a lot of the tools of the trade, as it were, whether it's work props or toys, um, a fantastic combination of both in lots of them. Um, I've always liked taking photographs with a lot of things in, I've never shied away from clutter and busyness. So there's, there's a whole table covered in makeup that belongs to the fabulous makeup artist Zoe Taylor. There's a whole stairwell draped in grumpy teenagers surrounding their beautiful mother Sahar who's a poised and wonderful yoga teacher. There is bubbles all over the garden of uh, Sinead Royal um, who runs Sprout Up gardening uh, company and her children are wielding sharp instruments. I just think if you can get a photograph of children and sharp instruments you've got to go for it. Then we've got lovely um, Danielle who uh, is a seamstress and she's shot in her studio where she does soft furnishings and her lovely story was that her mother used to run a um, hairdressers and so when she was a tiny baby her mum would just bring her in and she would sleep under the hairdryers and listening to the sounds and then when her daughter was born her daughter would sleep under the table listening to the sewing machine which I thought was very lovely. So is the point to capture the mums in their place of work along with their children there? Was that the point? Not necessarily in their place of work. Some of them are actually at home, but perhaps in their work wear. So they're wearing a, a Maggie, um, who works in the House of Lords, is wearing a beautifully smart dress. She's got her bag ready for work. And she's got one daughter practicing the piano and the other one about to leap on top of her kung fu style. Sarah um, is sitting on the sofa. She does social media for people. So she's on the sofa with her tablet, but then her children are on the sofa with their tablets and one of them's pulling a hair. And it's just that, trying to get that idea of the way mums have to try and separate their brains in order to kind of do this responsible work as well as caring for kids um, and trying to capture that all in one image. They're also very much a a, a snapshot of a story. They're very much meant to be in the sense that this is just a tiny moment in time as it travels through. So there's quite a lot of movement in the photographs to try and give that sense that, you know, mums are really busy and you're lucky if you can can snatch them for a moment to get a photograph. Uh, And they're funny as well. There's a lot of humour in the the pictures because it is what mums try and manage does end up being hilarious because we just try and do the impossible we try and be professional and we try and you know feed dogs and children and and everything else so there's uh, Vanessa Vallely's dogs are fighting on the end of their leads as she's standing on the roof of uh, what was the futures exchange in the city she's this fantastically fabulous woman who's trying to bring diversity and inclusion to the City of London, which is a tall order in itself. And that is a fantastic point on which to mention the, let's say there are 30 
photos up here, they are all diverse. The women all look different ethnically. I mean, of course, they're all childbearing age. But, you know, there's a lot of variety in the different milieus. So there's a cleaner with her children. There's a mom with her children by in a park with their scooter and their bicycle and stuff. It's very, very varied. Lovely. Okay, so let's get to... Uh, I want to know... Well, first of all, these images weren't scripted or orchestrated. I just want you to tell us just about the process very briefly, and then how, where does the exhibition go from here, and how, what's the process? So a lot of the locations and situations of the photographs were chosen by the mother. A lot of the time I just got in touch and, and asked them what, what they think of when they think of themselves as a mum and a professional, how, how those we could visually bring those two worlds together. Lovely Maggie O'Neill, uh, who's a wonderful actress. Um, she was in Shameless and, and Coronation Street and various things. And I went to her house to take her photograph and she said, well, we just, there's toys all over the floor everywhere. It's always chaos in here. So I said, can we get the toys out? And so if you see the photograph, there are toys everywhere and her son is holding the biggest water pistol you have ever seen. And we even put a Donald Trump mask on a stormtrooper in the back of the shot because it made us laugh. So a lot of the creative input, a lot of the visual style of the image has come from the mothers, which I think is really important. Um, and as somebody who likes a full image, I'm, I'm never put off by the idea of any sort of props or anything that they want to they want to bring into the shot um Hadley Freeman is shot with her twins one either side and with her laptop on her knee and she chose a um a lovely t-shirt that seven that says seven o'clock in the morning in French on it just to remind people of the time that we start working as a mum and seven o'clock's quite a lion quite frankly and her twins are hurling cuddly toys off the sofa as she's trying to get some work done. So you had um, an event here at Brixton Library on Sunday with the mums and children and so on and um, I want to know how long the exhibition will last here at Brixton and where does it go next and then I understand that you are commissioned to do this for organisations, if we could touch on that quickly. So the exhibition will be on in Brixton Library until April the 4th. Fabulous Brixton Library is open every day. Uh, it's just a brilliant space. The space we've got the, the work in is wonderful. It's really big and airy. And I'm just thrilled to have it here and, and, and have people get access to it. it it was previously last week the exhibition was actually on in the houses of parliament which was very exciting it was in the upper waiting gallery which is accessed by all the lords and the mps and people visiting committees so i'm really hoping that the powers that be have had a good look at the pictures because i understand actually this week there is a vote going on about changing the law around m maternity and women becoming pregnant at work so that was a great chance to make a point uh, i've also got the exhibition opening it opened on monday rather in the sambotov building which is a rather fabulous uh, modern um, office very cool office block which is on Houndsditch which is near Liverpool Street Station that's open every weekday uh, between um, 9 and 5 so that's another place where people can actually go and see the pictures so yes yeah, so it's been a very very exciting and very hectic march with three exhibitions all going on at once the one of the ideas the exhibition in the city has been commissioned by um, Marsh Clydeco and Lockton they are firms of insurance brokers and and city lawyers and that's been an exhibition where I've brought in some of the original Original images but I've also shot seven of their own mums and put them into the exhibition so the way it works when it's in the workplace is as a it's like a, a kind of a, 
a point of focus for diversity and inclusion initiatives around gender equality and in particular uh, celebrating working mums. I'm actually working on an exhibition which will be both mums and dads for another client. And the idea there is that through the recognition, through the idea that people come and they look at the pictures and oh, this lovely, we've got art, we've got an exhibition in, in the in our foyer or in our building and then actually they realise that the exhibition is pictures of the people that they work with or even themselves. So you're kind of breaking down the, the, the rules or the breaking down the, the, the boundaries of, of, of art in the sense that people suddenly realise they're looking at pictures of someone they know and they're reading a story about someone they know but perhaps the side of their life that they don't know anything about. And I think a lot of diversity and inclusion that goes on in the workplace is very siloed. It tends to be um, workshops or an event or a talk. And what I feel really passionately about that MotherWorks can do is to create a diversity and inclusion event that touches everyone, that includes everybody. If it's somewhere in a building where everyone who comes into the building can see the pictures, then everyone has a moment with the stories and maybe raises a smile, maybe sees an experience that they've had, maybe sees a mum that they didn't know was a mum or finds out that they live nearby and maybe they can then have a conversation about their children. And just to bring out of work experiences into the workplace, normalise them, make them part of the conversation is what I'm really passionate about doing with the workplace exhibition. Okay, so where can we get information about how to keep track of the exhibitions and how to get an exhibition into our workspace or workplace? A very brief background. Uh, the exhibition came out of an organisation, a very loosely based creative collective that I put together with a couple of other mothers who were fed up with trying to get a job that worked with, with childcare, so we decided to, to, to pool our resources. And we're called Mothers of Invention. And we created MotherWorks just, just as a, again, as a point of focus for us to tell the story of our experience coming together to work as, as mums and also to try and share other people's stories. And then MotherWorks kind of took off and became a bigger thing than Mothers of Invention, as often happens with these things. But if you'd like to learn more, please have a look at the Mothers of Invention website, which is uh, moi because Mothers of Invention is also moi, which made us laugh, I have to say, we like that. We also have a moi social. Anybody living in South London would like to come and join and meet some other fabulous women and have a drink in a local bar. We do that once a month. So if you go on the website, there's a join us button. So feel free to come and do that. Uh, I think uh, a lot of mums in particular can end up getting a bit isolated and it's quite nice to sit around a table with a drink of your choice and share some stories with some like-minded female company so do come and do that have a look at the website we are moi Net. There is a book. I'm very excited that I have a book out which has got all of the original photographs. I think it's got about 46, 47 photographs. All the stories, the stories that the mums write to accompany the pictures, I give them no direction at all. I just ask them to write roughly 200 words of their experience as a working mum. And what's come back has just been incredible from really, really heartbreaking personal stories of how difficult it can be to balance your life and your work and your children and all the responsibilities and things that you feel you need to make happen as well as you possibly can to some hilarious stories of, um, yes, the sort of scrapes and ridiculous things that mums have to sort out in a hurry while trying to look as if everything's calm. And So where do we get the book? The book is available on Amazon. Um, so have a look on there. It's called Motherworks. 
you might have to have a bit of a search because it doesn't always come up where it should do. Okay, and tell us, um, tell us anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up. I just love as many people to see the pictures as possible. I particularly like men and dads to see the stories and the pictures. I think we're never going to get anywhere on this journey until we bring everyone with us and that means bringing bringing the guys along and getting them involved in in and making them understand that if we can change the workplace experience for women for the better we can make it better for everyone. Fiona Freund, thanks so much for being on the workplace. You're very welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode of The Workplace, the radio program about how to get into, get along and get ahead at work. Produced and presented by me, NND. Today's program title was Motherworks, a photography exhibition currently on display at Brixton Library until April 4th, 2020. Visit net to follow the exhibition and to feature the exhibition in your own workspace. My guest was photographer and co-founder of Motherworks, Fiona Freund. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep working. <laughs>